The following message is from King's Church 1066, based in Hastings, Bexhill and the surrounding area. For more information, head to our website, kings1066.org. Well, good morning. Hello. Um, it's always, I always love coming over to Bexhill. You've, you've, had a, you've had an upgrade where you're now using the screens. I thought they look a bit posh. A little bit fancy. And then I like to play this other game with Bexhill. What way will you be facing this time? <laughs> Last time I think you were that way. Um, so it's always fun coming and going, right, where are we going to be going this morning? Um, my name's Dan, part of the team here at, at King's. got the privilege of overseeing our young people, our youth. Um, uh, my wife was going to be joining Maddie. She's um, currently in bed, not very well, so she sends her love. But um, my child thought, um, I've got a two-year-old, he thought it would be really fun to play a game called Let's Stay Up from 2 a.m., and so, um, so she's recovering from, from that, um, and I haven't got my child with me. Uh, the grandparents are very kindly looking after him whilst I'm with you guys, so my wife uh, sends her, her, her love. Um, what else, for those that don't know about me? I've been a Christian seven years-ish, uh, give or take a couple of months. I've been in Hastings for five years, and that's where I, I live, live on a, an estate called Malvern Way. But we bought a house, quick side note, nothing to do with the preach. We, um, we felt to go and move to Malvern Way. We got told by Christians and non-Christians, don't move to Malvern Way. So me and my wife, what did we do? We moved to Malvern Way. And actually, there's a... Alfie's seven years. We, oh, we've been here seven years. So me and Alfie moved to at the same time. So um, Alfie's saying to me it's seven years. But, you know, actually, I'd encourage you, when God speaks, be obedient. Listen and just go, okay, God, I'll, I'll go where you want me to go. And this is nothing to do with my, my kind of my preach, but I don't know, just felt encouraged just to share about when God speaks. Wait, uh, speak to someone as well if you need to, but be, a, be obedient. This morning, we're looking at baptisms. We're looking at baptisms. We're, we're going to be baptizing, I think it was three people a little bit later on, which is exciting. Hope you're excited. Do head out. Steve's excited. And... Uh, but I don't know if you ever thought about baptism. What does, what does baptism actually mean in the Bible? So I, I like a good old title of a preach. This one I've called Join the Line. Oh, it's a good one. I was going to call it, is water baptism just about getting a bit wet in front of lots of people that you don't really know, where you come out the water and snot hangs out your nose? I was going to call that. I decided that wasn't catchy, so I've gone with Join the Line. And, and so I encourage you, if you've got Bibles with you, why don't you turn to Matthew 3. Matthew 3, 1 to 12 is what we're going to be reading. If you haven't got a Bible with you, that's okay. Um, It will appear on the screen, so you can follow along um, as well. But whilst people are finding that bit of the Bible, I'm going to pray um, for just God to speak through me, really. And that's none of my my waffle, really. So, Holy Spirit, we are so thankful that you're already here. Thank you that you've been encountering people already. And we do just pray, Holy Spirit, for those that would say they're Christians or not Christians? Would they have um, hearts open, ears listening? I pray that, Holy Spirit, you just speak through me. I pray as we open up the Word of God together, will, will there be an awakening inside, whether it be for the first time or millionth time, of, oh my goodness, Father God, you are real, you are near, and that you love, you love me. So we do just pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hopefully you've found um, the bits of uh, Matthew from your Bible, but I'll, uh, I'll read it for us. It's a bit of a long one. 3, 1 to 12. 
In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is who, um, this is who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. Pause there, Isaiah, for anyone who doesn't know, from the Old Testament, okay? Just so we're on the same page. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. And then, won't worry about this bit. If we can skip to the next uh, slide, if that's all right. Uh, uh, so we're cut to near the end. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winning fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. That sounds exciting. We're talking about water baptism, and we're talking about fire and burning things. If you're getting baptized, don't worry. You are going to get baptized in water, not fire. Um, but this is exciting. I, I don't know. We, we're going to be looking at three different points, which I've called it join the line. Three different points of the line. The first point being the line opens. The line opens. I don't know if you've ever been to Alton Towers or Thorpe Park or anything like that. And if, if Alton Towers opens at 10 o'clock, if you're like me, you get there at 9 o'clock because you want to be at the front of the line. You want to get there first. You want to then, when, when they kind of scan your ticket, you get through the gate and then you run. You run to Nemesis. You run to any ride that you want to go on because you want to be the first one on there. And this is what it would have sort of been like potentially back then. There would have been a chance for people to get baptized. They would have been in a line for John the Baptist to baptize them. But baptism back then would have been quite radical. Back then, in the Jewish um, culture, a lot of their culture was about kind of uh, family traditions. What it would have been like at the time. So for them, back then, it would have been kind of a circumcision, would have been tradition, and boys would have just had it done because that was part of tradition. It was part of who they were. Um, if you're British in here, uh, our culture is, is complaining. That's part of our culture. That's who, what we do. We're very good at it. We get caught up in it. And that's just sort of who we are. We're just big old moaners. Uh, and often back then, it was, you were born into the tradition of the family. Born into the, into the tradition of, of that kind of environment. What John the Baptist is saying is when the line opens, it's now time to make an individual choice. You don't just get baptized for the sake of getting baptized because mum and dad did it. You get baptized because you've made an individual choice. You're doing individual Christian obedience to Jesus. And people would have lined up to get baptized by John. And why do they want to get, why do they want to get baptized? Why do they join the line? Is they want it to be baptized for forgiveness and repentance of their sins. That's why they would have joined the line. It was much more than just getting a bit wet in front of some people that they don't really know is snot running down their face. They wanted a, a kind of forgiveness from God. So that's why the line has been opened, if you like. But what happens next? 
We read in Matthew 3, 13, 17 as Jesus joins the line. Matthew 3, 13, 17, once again, it will appear on the screen um, or you can turn to it in your Bible. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to uh, debtor him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God ascending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. I love this. Jesus joins the line. He joins in the queue of the sinners and he goes into the water with them to be baptized. Now, why did Jesus do this? Because he had no sin, right? He, that's who he says you he was sinless. He didn't need forgiving. He didn't need redeeming. He was already sinless. But he decides to join the sinners in the water. I want to be a bit honest and transparent with you guys. Um, for those that know me will know this is quite normal for me. I don't really do dirt I don't do mess. Um, I like, um, I'll just be honest, I like a face mask. Um, I like a, a little a pamper. Uh, before my son was born, me and my wife would do little spa evenings, so she would pluck my eyebrows. They look nice. Okay, I don't really do mess or dirt or anything gross. But Jesus joins them in the gross of the, of the river. I'll be really honest with you, I don't even get in the sea. The Waleses will say, or Isaac Wales will say to me, Dan, we're doing a Boxing Day swim in the sea. Why don't you come with me? And I'm like, huh, no, <laughs> uh, no chance. I don't want to get ill. Um, and so I'm not going there. But Jesus is very different to me. He doesn't mind getting dirty. He doesn't mind joining you in the mess. So the water would have been dirty, gross, minging, whatever word you want to pull in there. That's what happens when Jesus joins us in our mess as well. Have you thought about it? Jesus didn't actually even have to get in the water. He could have happily just stood on the side and watched sinners getting baptized. He could have just looked at them and gone, you sinner, I know what you've done. You don't deserve to be baptized. He could have been quite judgmental, couldn't he? And he would have had every right. He was sinless, he was perfect, blameless. He could have done that, but he didn't. He chose to get in the line and join the people. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God made him who had no sin, Jesus, no sin, to be sin for us. He joins us in our mess. He gets in the water with us. He joins us in our filth so we can now become right with God. This is Jesus. And the baptism of Jesus is the start of his ministry. It's the start where Jesus says, I'm going to choose to identify with humankind. I'm going to choose to say, I'm going to be a bit like you. I'm going to stand with you in your mess. I'm going to stand with you in the water. I'm going to get my feet a bit wet. I'm going to join you. But ultimately, you know, we, we see Jesus identifying with us as a picture of becoming right with God, which then becomes what we see later on at the end of his ministry where he gets crucified and he raises again. A quick thought for you. Jesus gets in the water. 
He then makes it to the front of the line. And John is like, um, Jesus, <laughs> I'm not going to baptize you. How can I baptize you? John's very aware that he's a sinner. John's very aware he is not perfect. And Jesus is the opposite. Jesus is without sin. And if, G- if baptism is a sign of repentance of sins, then Jesus has no sins. So why is he doing it? And from an outward side of things, John baptizing Jesus would have been highly inappropriate. How can a sinner baptize the sinless? Surely that is not all right. But as I've said, Jesus does it so he can identify with us. Hopefully you're getting my main point about Jesus identifying with us. I'm going to be banging on about that for the rest of the preach. I've got four hours to go, so hold time. But actually... Why did Jesus get baptized? He says this, let it be this way for the moment. It is necessary for us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus has to get baptized as a starting point for making a way for us to get right with God. This was God's righteousness. His righteous way of saving men and women was to come with a savior. A savior that was going to come into the world, that savior being Jesus. And this was part of the plan of salvation. Baptism isn't just a thing that happens on the side, going, "Ah, get a bit wet. This is part of God's big salvation plan. It's Jesus getting baptized. And this was the day where Jesus kind of publicly identifies with sinners. He's taken a step out and saying, I'm, I'm with you guys. I could be on the edge because I am perfect. No, but I want to be with you. And I love at the, at the end of that bit we just read how we see the heavens being torn open. Hopefully you might have picked up on that. The heavens are torn open. Which I think would be pretty cool to see, if I'm honest. Like, I just, yeah, be epic. But in that moment, we see the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending like a dove. Hopefully, we picked that up in, in what we just read. And that this would have been really rare. This would have been a bit odd. And when I was researching and prepping into this, if I'm wrong, I'm sure Andrew will tell you the correct thing. But actually, There's only one other time in Jewish writing where the Spirit of God is described like a dove. I thought this was fascinating. This is in the Targum, which is the Aramaic translation of the Hebrew Scriptures. So we have to go all the way back to Genesis 1. The very beginning of creation where life is now formed. It says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Spirit God hovering. To hover is a verb which means to flutter. And the Spirit God is fluttering over the earth. We're starting to see the Trinity right from Genesis 1 coming together. Now we've moved all the way up into the baptism of Jesus. We're now seeing the Trinity again in action. We're seeing God the Father, well done. Jesus the Son being obedient. And the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, coming and fluttering within that space. It's all coming together. See, when the heavens are opened, and he says, this is my son who I'm well pleased. This was the start of Jesus. Jesus hasn't really done anything that cool. Has he fed the 5,000? No. Has he healed the sick? No. Or not not publicly. Uh, Has he raised anyone from the dead? No. This is literally before anything, before he stood in front of religious leaders, before of anything of worth in the eyes of humans, his father looks at him and says, I love you. 
before anything, he says, I love you. The Father is rejoicing over him. And so Jesus could now live his life knowing he was loved and he didn't need to try and earn that love. Because before anything, I love you. Jesus' ministry came from acceptance, not trying to earn acceptance of his Father. He's been accepted from the beginning. And how many times have we got that wrong? If only I do this. If only I go and tell 10 people about Jesus. If only I give X amount to the church. If only if I see this many people saved. If only I serve every single night of the week. If only I do one, two, three, four. Then I'll be accepted. But all we've got to do is look at the baptism of Jesus before anything of significance has happened. And God says, well done. I don't know about you, but I want to break the cycle in my own heart of that. Of going, oh, if only I... I'm like Steve, then I'll get accepted by God. That wasn't a joke. I didn't put laugh in here. If only, do you know what I mean though? If, if only I'm like someone else, then I'll get accepted by God. No, I just need to break that cycle and say, I need to stop striving and accept his love before I do anything. So Jesus has joined the line so we can come and identify with him. So the big decision, the last point, is we can join the line. Now, when I say we can join the line, it sounds a little bit kind of culty. What I mean by join the line is we can come into the family. We can join together. In Romans 6, 3 to 11, it says, Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him uh, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Band, I don't know if you want to I don't know who I'm even looking at. Band, do you want to come up uh, and join? Baptism, an outward sign of what is happening inside. It's an outward demonstration of what's happening inside. Jesus identifies with us before we could ever identify with him. And baptism, we go all the way back to when John's kind of... Talking about baptism is a personal choice, and it still is a personal choice today. But when we choose to be baptized, when we choose to follow him, what does it say here? We are baptized into Christ. It's not an additional extra of on the side, you know, I'm baptized and Jesus is over there. No, 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 we are together in Christ. And when Jesus was buried, spiritually we're buried. And then when Jesus kind of uh, gets raised from the dead... We are raised to the dead spiritually. Praise God that we are now set free from sin. We no longer have um, chains to us with sin. No, we've got new life. So baptism is a personal choice. So is giving your life to Jesus. It's personal choice. You, you have to make that decision yourself. It's no longer culture-based. It's personal-based. 
And in Hastings, a month ago or whatever, we, in Venue Sunday, we had Glenn, I can never say his last name, Scrivener, I think is how you say his last name, join us. And, and one of the things that stood out the most for me was this one line. He preached for 30 minutes. It's, I took away a sentence, but it was so helpful. He simply said this, Jesus joins us in our filth so we can join his family. And I love that. I love that. Why don't, why don't we all just stand to our feet, if that's okay, if you're able to and willing to. Are you wanting to have Jesus join you where you're at? Jesus wants to join you. In your, he's not like me where I'm like, I don't want to get dirty. Jesus is up for getting a bit dirty. He's up for joining you in your filth and your mess. He's saying, I want to be your Lord and Savior. And as I was prepping this this week, I just I wouldn't want anyone to miss out on the opportunity to, to, join, to join the line. The line is open for baptism. Maybe not today, but that would be a chance for you to speak to Steve or, or Laurie or whoever a bit more about baptism in the coming months or whenever the next time we'll be doing it. But this might be an opportunity for you to respond to Jesus, whether that be for the first time or the millionth time or so on and so forth. So what I'm going to do, if it's all right, I'm going to pray. And everyone's going to have their eyes shut. I'm going to pray. And all you can do is simply repeat these prayers in your, hand, in your hands, in your head and your heart. And what we'll do, we'll have all the eyes shut, which will be really clear on what we're going to do, is we'll have every eye shut. And if you want to respond to that, if you feel like you have to, all I'm going to do at the end of the prayer is say, can you lift up your hand? It's a bit of a boldness. I think that when you become a Christian, there's a bit of a, an outward to it, not just an inward, of saying, I'm choosing to follow him. But I'll get onto that in a minute. So why don't we all shut our eyes, bow our heads, whatever you feel comfortable. You can pat your hands if you want, whatever you feel comfortable doing. I'm going to pray. And whether you'll give, you want to give your life to Jesus today for the first time, you want to recommit to Jesus for the millionth time today, why don't you not miss this moment? Father God, we, we thank you that you made a way through Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that you died for my past sin, my current sin, and my future sin. Jesus, on the 18th of February, I choose to follow you. I choose to give you my life. I choose to trust you. I thank you, Jesus, that you have made a way. I'm sorry for my sin. And I just want to say I'm sorry. And I want to nail them to the cross and ask for your forgiveness. Jesus, I choose to follow you today. Amen. So if we all keep our eyes shut, this is the bit I think that takes a bit of boldness, but I think it's just helpful. I'll just be trying to, I've got my eyes open. A couple of the other pastors have their eyes open just to so we know who we can pray for at the end. But if you prayed that prayer for the first time or the millionth time, I want you to be really bold, really brave, and just put your hand in the air. I'm going to say three, two, one, go, and on go. You just put your hand up. And then every eye is shut anyway. And then I'll get you to put your hand down, just so we know to pray for. Three, two, one, go. Well done. So if you prayed that prayer for the first time, a minute time, just put your hand nice and high in the air. 
Well done. Well done. You can put your hands down. Well done. I'd love to pray with you, or Steve, or Laurie, or Andrew, or Sam and Claire. We'd love to pray with you um, before you rush off. If you didn't put your hand up, that doesn't mean you're not. I mean, if you prayed in your heart, that's the main thing. It just helps us pray. But I encourage us, we have a song, or I don't really know what the plan is anymore. Um, As we just have a song, why don't we just choose to fix our eyes on Jesus again? And remember, he's with me in our mess. He's with me in the water. He doesn't choose to, to say, oh, right, you crack on. He is with us. He is good. He is good. He is good.